2: Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to make you money and we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why. PlayUp is always your best bet. That's playup.com for folks in New Jersey and Colorado. And Cash with Flash Best Bets has you covered in all the major U.S. sports. From daily free picks to premium betting packages, Cash with Flash has you covered. Head on over, cash with the free picks, sign up for one of our premium packages, and cash with Flash. That's cashwithflash.com, and we're running a special Kindle sale on Betting Baseball 101 and Betting Football 101. Both are available for the low price of $4.99 each. You can get those books at amazon.com. John Murgis is here. I can't wait to talk to my friend. What's happening, man?
1: hey my friend what's going on how you been
2: i'm doing great i feel terrific sort of <laughs> i caught the flu <laughs> thursday and and it's been an interesting ride how, how was your thanksgiving
1: well you know we started off thanksgiving with uh our annual uh turkey bowl um like tom brady i've decided to keep playing which um today i feel might be i won't call it a mistake but um I should have been a little more prepared. The Viking didn't seem to help, though. So, <laughs> and the bourbon at night, you know. I, I'm Brett Farving it.
2: There you go, Brett Farving it. Percocets on the side, right?
1: Well, look, just a couple.
2: Just a couple. But we <laughs> did great on Thanksgiving Day here on the show, anyway. We we're well, doing great. <laughs> I, I was really thrilled about it, but then you know, as always, I went to the well for Sunday. Went one and three. Still closed out the week ahead of things. Went one and one on Monday. So I believe we were six and five overall, so that's not bad. I've had better it. weeks. I'll take it. I take a winner every time. I'll take a. I'll take fifty cents over losing a dollar.
1: Exactly. You tell me I'm up a hundred dollars after after a, a crazy weekend, and I'll say I'll take the hundred dollars.
2: I'll take the hundred bucks or whatever it is, and we hope you tailed. That was a great show we did, and we had such tremendous feedback. That you're part of the team now, and, and that's a great thing. So I th-
1: appreciate it. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm no uh, Chris Felica, but hey, listen, uh, Chris will be on eventually, I'm sure. Um, you saved me with that New Orleans uh, horrible pick. I was ready to play New Orleans, and after the show last week, um, and then we talked a little bit afterwards, where you gave me a little more insight, which I appreciate, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I said. Forget New Orleans. So I hit a 2 and one Thursday. Um, I've been tweeting uh, picks. I have it for a couple weeks after being down. Kind of like, you know, regrouping as we do. Right. We like right. to regroup a little bit.
2: That's important to regroup. You know, that's, that's the smart approach. That's the bankroll management approach that says, you know something, I'm not going very well right now. It's time to uh, step on the brakes, pump the brakes, take a break, See what I went, where I went right, where I went wrong, and then go back to firing.
1: Exactly the recap, and and I do a lot of recapping, trying to figure out, you know, where did I go wrong, and um, where did I go right? And so last uh, Thursday was a two and one for me. I'm tickled pink about it. It could have been one and two, but thanks to my buddy Phil, you know, thank you, Phil. I appreciate uh, that. I got the two and one, buddy, and so uh, I'm good to go. I was ready to jump on Washington last night. Okay. And um, I'm not going to mention names because it won't uh, won't do any good. I'm not going to blame anybody. But, you know, a couple guys said, eh, you know, could be Seattle's time. Well, yeah, that would probably be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, actually, it wasn't. But it's not Seattle's time. Seattle season's over. feel sorry for anybody in Seattle that backs the Seahawks, but that's the way football goes.
2: That's awful. You know how we do it, pumping the brakes, That's the right method. I mean, you're an ex-bookie. You've seen guys keep firing even when they were losing, and and that makes it good for you. But on the other side of the coin, it's not good for us when we continue to sell picks and lose. We have to take a break. But others opt for something different. That's the online sportsbook sign-up bonuses. What do you think about those?
1: Well, you know, I mean, listen, as you know they offer crazy uh you know 10 times the bonus and you got to play it you know if you deposit a thousand you get a $1000 matching you got to play $10,000 worth of bets um the, the average person will go bust before he even gets there a lot of books offer less three times bonus now that's realistic right You only have to play it, you know, times three, and you're going to have more success. And it's these lesser known sports books that offer these huge sign up bonuses, and they know exactly what they're doing. Um, But I I prefer, me personally, I just say, no thanks, I'm good. I'll just make my deposit. But hey, listen, if you could find a a sports book out there that has a a lower, uh, you know, uh, as they call the, the the lower incentive, I call it as three times, four times uh, your your deposit amount. That's who I would go with.
2: Anything less than seven times is well, I'll do it. I don't like them. I'd rather just have my cash. Right. I, I know guys who do, and they profit because they do the shop. You know, the they they do the point shopping thing, and they have accounts set up in seven, eight different places. Right. Now I know guys who funded their bankroll that way, and, sure, and, and that's fine because they're professionals and they know what they're doing. But it's the rest of the community out there who maybe aren't as savvy or nuanced as the pros are, see that and say, you know what? If I put a thousand bucks up, they're gonna give me a thousand bucks back. I like that. You're never gonna see it.
1: No, you're not going to see it, and we've been doing this so long. I mean, uh, sign up. Actually, I used a couple books back 20 years ago, 25, maybe even 30, would offshore gambling was. It was either Vegas or offshore. Right. Those are your options. Now, I mean, you know, uh, you you represent. Uh, I should say represent, but uh, your sports book is in uh, Colorado and uh, where else, Pennsylvania, in New Jersey. New Jersey, New Jersey, And yeah.
2: Pennsylvania soon. They're they're taking it one state at a time.
1: Oh, well, they'll be in all fifty eventually, that's for sure.
2: I would think. Well, maybe not in New York because of the uh high prices and the fifty one percent tax rate. We'll see what happens there, but they're moving play up is going in big, big places and, and they're just like you, the corner bookie, but you're the former corner bookie, but just like you. They run their business the straight up simple way. And, sure. and and that's effective. But these sign-up bonuses, I've had pros tell me how good they were, and they were good at it and did it. But I've seen so many people get sunk and complaining on Twitter, why didn't I get my bonus? Because you didn't read the fine print. And that's something that you have to do. They're not going to come out and tell you what their rollover is. You're going to have to find out. So ask questions because they'll all tell you. If you call them and ask them or send them an email, they'll tell you then. Or they'll point you to the terms and conditions of service, and then you'll find out. But do it before you do these things. Shop. You know, value shop. Find right. out where, who has the best bonuses for the least amount of wagers involved. Exactly. Because if you're trying to bet $10,000 worth of dough on 1000 bucks. Good luck.
1: Huh. I wish him all the luck in the world. There's guys. Hey, listen, and and you know, you know some of them. I know some of them. Sometimes we are them. Well, a lot of times we are them. But you know, we uh, we uh, tread carefully. We pick our spots. We know, you know, where to bet, when to bet, who to bet. and um, at the end of the at the end of the day, well, we hope for a six and five or a seven or or a ten and and one or a nine and two. You know, it's it's gambling. It's it's sports spreading, but it's still gambling and there's no such thing as a sure thing. And for a lot of people that have come out, um, you know, they have to know that. And last week we talked about the glamour of the business. You laughed and said, you know, what glamour? <laughs> it's just, just how it appears. It just appears glamorous. So we're just talking about glamour, I'm I'm a kind of a lucky guy, not to get off the subject but I'm really looking forward to my trip to uh, Las Vegas, Nevada next Wednesday.
2: That's right. Next Wednesday, you go out there. You'll be hanging out with the boys out there. Are you looking forward to it?
1: Oh, it's like Christmas, 4th of July, my birthday, everything wrapped into one. You know, when I walk in there and see the guys and, boy, I sit in that chair right near the window and wait for a guy to walk in with a duffel bag, you know, then get behind him and what security, he's betting um you don't get get as much information as you can like we said like we said last week information is key the more information you have the more uh, successful you'll be at this game
2: exactly now the best thing to do in a vegas casino is it's not easy to become friends with the sportsbook supervisor or administrator or or whatever they're calling them these days but those counter people are your best friends and, and they'll tell you all kinds of things if you're nice to them and you're you know jovial and you are attentive and listen to what they're saying, you can get a wealth of information from those counter guys.
1: That's the truth. And you know what? A nice little spiff on the side never hurts. Yeah,
2: that's the whole point right there. You know, Vegas is all about tips. It's how you take care of people. When I went out there and I lived out there, if you didn't tip, you were finished. Absolutely. I always tip the counter guys. Always.
1: I, I have the left pocket is considered that's the tip money. Right. Like tip right. Cash. and it's tens, twenties, and sometimes fifties. Um. And uh, for some really good information, well, I'll, I'll, I'll break out a I'll break out a hondo. But um, you know, I'm not paying for information. I'm paying for their kindness and 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 and, and their, you know, just just. Just to, yeah, you become friends with these people. I become friends with so many of what I would call some of the the greats. I mean, living legends that that are out in Vegas. That um, and I pass on the knowledge I learn. I'm a sponge. When they talk, um, it's hard to, you know, uh, as you could tell, it's not easy. It's not difficult to get a word out of me. But when they talk, I'm listening. I want to hear what they have to say.
2: Well, of course, because they've been in the business. They know They know who the big fish are. They know what those big fish bet or haven't bet yet or faded or whatever. You can learn so, so much from yeah. these guys. And then if you're really lucky and you get a hold of a sportsbook director and you, you start to become chummy with them, and, and they're going to write a ticket for you. And what I mean by that is they're going to help you out. You know, they don't mind seeing people win. They really don't. I know that there are folks out there, maybe folks listening, who are upset about limits and upset about this or that, but they have reasons for doing what they do, and they have reasons for not offering $50,000 limits to professional sports bettors. Now, if it was just them, they might do it. But a lot of these books don't set their own odds, so they really don't have that much skin in the game. So they're not going to uh, let you fire away on their egos. So you have to be really wise and you have to make friends and you have to be kind to people and don't go up to the counter crying because your ticket wasn't written correctly because they ask you every time to check it. Make sure you do the little things right and the big things will head your way in Vegas. That's how it works there.
1: Absolutely. Back in the day, they used to handwrite the tickets. Gee, I'm sure you remember.
2: I, I do remember. You know, it's funny. Someone told me, you're not legitimate unless you're posting your betting slips. Well, my guy on the corner, he doesn't have a betting slip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a bookie. and I, I, Should I record the conversations? I'm sure it would make him uncomfortable.
2: Well, of course um, it would, yeah, because it's <laughs> technically still illegal for those guys.
1: Yeah, talking about illegal, the seminal app is up and running down here in Florida after I've read in a lot of publications that it's been shut down and this is what I used all weekend to, to place bets and boy you're not going to tell those guys what to do that's for sure
2: well not down in Florida anyway and yeah. I, I suspect that they're going to continue doing business until someone legally shuts them down and what I mean by that is clamping the doors on their app and shutting off their app that's the only right. way you're going to stop them. And I don't think anyone's going to want to do that in this political environment. And then why would you? They look like they're running a pretty straight up book, aren't they?
1: They really do. I mean, you could tell that it's um, they're new at it and you can see what they offer. The lines are not as favorable as, you know, some of the lines in Vegas but, um, they're, 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 doing it, they're doing a good job for what they have so far. And, um, and I'm sure that they'll like anybody else, they'll improve on what they, their, their, uh, their product. And, you know, and, and I'm sure that eventually, as we talked about previously, that more companies will come down to Florida and, um, with the Seminoles blessings because they know that, that, um, people want more, um, you know Disney's right in Orlando and they we talked about it they want in on it through their other co- company ESPN so right. everybody wants a piece of this action
2: they all do um, it's amazing how so many of these content providers are providing picks and own a sports book
1: too it really is um you you've seen some of the people uh Chelsea messenger on for uh a company. She provides picks. Um, she's pretty good, you know. I mean, as far as they're out, they're really out to to help the customer. What business doesn't want the customer to be happy? Even sportsbooks want their customers to be happy because, well, you've probably seen what these people have made since they've started in in New Jersey, and Colorado, and Iowa, and Illinois. We're talking about tens of Billions of dollars so far in revenue, um, and that comes from just sports betting. So you know what the kind of business they're doing. It, it doesn't hurt them to help the customer.
2: No, it sure doesn't. The thing that I tell people, I said it in my book, I say it about myself. You need to trail people or ta- or actually track them for Tra- at least 30 days. I I would buy a package from someone and just track them and figure out what they're doing, how they're doing it, what they do, and and then go about my business accordingly. If that person is having a cold streak, I'll bet against them. If a person is a hot streak and he gives me something I think I like, I'm going to play it. But the prices are very economical for most of the pick sellers. You're going to get your money back in most cases. There are some egregious ones out there where they're probably shilling for the sports books, but again, you're going to find that out. By tracking, be patient you know if people jump in I, I get red flags, John, when people contact me and, and automatically want picks. they don't want to wait for ten days and track me. they just want the picks now. let's go. I want to start now that's if you're a, in a bad business practice, that's awful that, that that's a sucker move. you don't want to do that. track, track. Track, I tell everyone that, track.
1: You have to, and, and by you offering, say, listen, follow me for 10 days, track me for 10 days, see what you think, uh, and, and, and go from there. But um, everybody's in such a hurry, and and, and you and I, and I, and I know this is true, we kind of take a step back, look a little closer, and, and, and not make any rash decisions um, as far as sports betting goes especially in this day and age. Look at some of these injury reports. You get guys that are questionable, guys that are hurt. You don't want to be, um, be, you know, my picks usually aren't available as far as for, if I'm going to tweet them or, you know, give them to people, however it is, till, till Friday. Because, and that's for NFL, NCAA football. I try to stay off those weekday games. Personally, sure, I'll, I'll bet a, I'll bet a Mac game during the week. Not heavy, but I'll bet a game that I like. Right. But, um, no, you're right, Phil. I, I agree 100%. You should track any any sports uh, any sports bettors that are selling b- picks. Track them. See how they do. There's a lot of good guys out there and there's in any business, and there's a lot of bad guys out there.
2: You got that and right. And you can
1: separate. I mean, I'm talking to one of the good guys. But I see some. I've seen a lot of the bad guys. I don't even know who the hell they are. They're all behind emojis and company names. And but there's a lot of there's a lot of legitimacy out there. And guys like you and I have a head start because we've been doing it for so damn long that um, right got a big head start in this business. We're trying to find winners for people.
2: I, I do my best, I, and that's for sure. You know, one of the things that people ask about too is these risk-free bets. Yeah. Well, there's no such thing as a risk-free bet, because sports books. Now, I I was raised by the guy who founded the sports book. He would never give anything away. No. Never. And not a free yeah. cop for a dinner, not a show ticket, not anything,
1: unless they they proved themselves. Exactly, and that's why they, you walk into to a casino and you get your player's card. and They rate your play. You know gotcha. they want to see who they're dealing with. Um, and you know what? Even in the sports books in Vegas, back in the day, you wouldn't really get many points for you know for playing. You know, putting five dimes down on a game, and you got a cup of coffee in the morning, maybe. But Pretty nowadays, sure, yeah. yeah, they've increased it now where they 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 respect the sports better. And, you know, we you, you get more points. And, um, you know, I have my favorites out in Vegas. Let's not kid me. it When in Vegas, where where will I be? I'll be at Circa. Right. I, I love the place. It's fun. The atmosphere is great. You get to see Derek Stevens, you know, and, you know, say hi to him. Jeff Benson runs a great book. And then mm-hmm. this is a – I'm talking about a brick-and-mortar, you know, book. Right. They also have a good app. You know, it's comparable to, uh, if not better than than most apps, but it's only available in Vegas and maybe uh, I think Iowa. Um, but uh, they do a good job, and, and I just enjoy myself there. I see a lot of people I know, and um, you know, I'm looking. I'll, I'll spend a week out there. Everybody asks, why do you go for a week? Well, I look at it as coast to coast travel. Right. Like Vegas, Vegas isn't on the coast. I said well, if my, if my uh, flight bypassed the Vegas airport and just kept flying to LA, it'd be another 30 minutes. What do you mean it's not coast to coast?
2: Of course it is. That's, a, that's the best way to fly. Hit the LAX airport, head on over to the, the Mexican bar there, wait, <laughs> wait for 45 minutes to your flight, or now it's an hour and 15 minutes, but that is the way it is. But these risk-free bets, a yeah. couple things I always tell people, choose a long shot, But make sure that long shot at least has a chance of coming out. Because if you lose, you got one more chance and you're going to go right back to the long shot well again. That's how you're going to make money off of it. If you're playing minus 250 favorites, $2.50 favorites, minus 250s, you've pretty much wasted your time.
1: Exactly. You really have. And you know, you look at some of these games and they almost tell you a lot of guys and gals. Like to play teasers. They love and, it. You know, you see that six point, you know, minus six, and you could bring it down to a pick. Gosh, I've used the strategy for a year. I see a minus six, and I, you know, I take the dog plus 12. Absolutely. Because, you know, me, I'm the double digit dog guy.
2: Double digit dog guy, and you can jack that up. Now, that's one thing. But I've seen people. That offer teasers, John. That don't yeah. even know how to handicap the game correctly when the spread is in front of them. Sure. And, and those are suckers waiting to happen. And these are these are supposedly pick sellers. I look at some of those teasers. A lot of them are good, but some of them, some of them, and some of them are very popular. But they're only going to cost you money in the end.
1: Well, the, the advantage that you and I, guys like you and I, all have is that we've. Uh... And I noticed—I I won't mention his name. Good guy. I noticed that you were interacting with him a little bit. Uh, he's located out of Philadelphia, and? and he's a really good guy. I've known him for a couple years, and he's like—he's like us as far as he's a much younger guy with a young family. But he spends every waking hour—I don't know when he sleeps—just trying to find those games trying to see where those numbers are, where he can get a teaser, you know, he could play a teaser. And he's been known to go the, you know, the double-digit route, you know, to take the six points and, and make it 12. Um, but uh, we're lucky because guys are coming up with simulations and models. And you and I have access to guys like that, where the average better doesn't.
2: Exactly. That's exactly right. So that's why we do podcasts, and that's why I give out free picks every day to let you in on some of that process, and we have some great things. But now it's time to talk a little football. All right. All right. So we've got this college football. They call it Championship Weekend. It's 14 weeks into the season. The conferences have all been pretty much wrapped up, and now we have Championship Day. What, What are you looking at so far? What are you thinking about it? What kind of advice can you give? Because... There's plenty of people out there who might not have made a pick all season long, but now they find their team, say their Oregon Ducks taken on Utah Friday night, and they say, "Hey, my Ducks are ranked 11, Utah's ranked 19th. Oregon smashed got smashed by Utah in their last game. Maybe I should play Oregon."
1: Talk about why that's
2: probably not the best move you can make. Or is it?
1: Yeah, it, it could be. When you look at these, when you look at these teams, and you look very closely at them, which I'm doing right now, yeah, he, the first thing I look at is these guys. What's their yardage like? Boy, you couldn't find two teams on on anywhere that are so close in in total offense. Utah averages 440 yards a game. I know, huh? But Oregon averages 441. I mean, these. I mean these these two teams. On paper, or I should say on my iPad, they look so close. Um, they've played, if you've watched them play, the game's going to be played at a neutral site in Vegas. I think I picked the wrong weekend to go, but that's okay because it'll be crazy out there. Um, but I, I really I really firmly believe that the way these teams are ranked, that this is going to be a close game. I don't care if Oregon's number 11, but I'm looking more towards... The Oregon play, to be honest with you. Okay. Just think they're the better overall team. Um, I'm not going to get into coaching too much because I, I don't want to hammer. I, I've been hammering Brian Kelly all morning. He texted his Notre Dame players last night, not to get off the subject, Phil, but he texted them last night, I'm going to LSU. He couldn't wait till the morning to let these guys know?
2: No, he all wanted right. to get the jump on it because he probably had to hightail it out of town. There, There's a lot of talk about trader stuff and all this and that
1: i take the 100 i take the 100 million 10 years over 100 million that's a nice payday but anyhow getting back to this game i do like oregon i I, I, you know i like the neutral site back now last year they played and we're talking about a different team utah crushed them um 38 to 7 and it was a regular season matchup of course utah crushed them you don't no, no slight towards Utah, but I just think Oregon still has the athletes. And they're coming in there with a little chip on their shoulder. You know, when you're a dog in college football, especially nowadays, and don't kid yourself, these guys paid attention to the line before this was uh, legalized. Of course they have. Yeah, but Oregon sees themselves as a three-point dog. And they don't, you know, they don't, I'm sure they don't think they should be the dog in this game. Um. Injuries aside, I don't really see anything of, of any if any matter. No, nope. um, Utah's on a five game winning streak. That's what you have to look for. Those streaky teams. Do they make it six? I'm going to say, as of Tuesday before the game, I'm going to say that, that Oregon is going to be a possible play. I'm pretty confident on that. And you know what? If I, and if I do go the other way. I'll make sure use Twitter as my platform mostly. I'll make sure to put it out there that I decided on Utah, but so far Oregon.
2: Yeah, that makes sense, you know. But Utah, see, here here is what you're going to get. You're going this week, championship weekend, is really the precursor for all the bowl games. They're right. mostly neutral sites. The difference being is that these teams are probably not as familiar with their opponent as Oregon is with Utah. Right, but that Utah defense has been very good. Very good. I they, mean, they held Oregon to seven points in Utah, though.
1: Yeah, they've it's allowed twenty
2: forty nine, fifty six points in their last four games. Utah against teams like Stanford, Arizona, Oregon, and Colorado. Right, right. I think yeah, Oregon, t- Oregon is a little more fast and loose. They want their offense to do the talking, and that offense does do the talking. There, there's no question about that. They just got bamboozled in Utah. It's not an easy place to play Utah. The fans are rabid. They don't have a lot of sports there. So like the Utah Jazz, the Utah Utes, BYU, when those teams hit the field those uh, and the court, those fans are rabid. And and that plays a big part in it, but this is a neutral site game, and that's gonna pro that will neutralize a lot of things. We'll have to wait and see.
1: You know what, Phil? I wanna I wanna add this into this game is that, you know, when you look at these teams, they between them, they average about forty five, forty six points combined per yes. game. You got a total of sixty.
2: Yeah, fifty nine um, and a half in some places. I saw that yeah, this j- morning.
1: Yeah, automatically, just looking at it, you'd say, boy, that under seems like the play. But um, then again, this is a championship game. I I expect both teams to pound the ball. I mean, they average, uh, high average in rushing yards, I'm not saying high, but, you know, they're in the top 60 in rushing yards. Um, I just expect – I expect a low, lower scoring game than maybe most people would anticipate. Let's see how that goes.
2: Yeah, let's see how that goes now if I had to make a play today, I would likely take Utah on the money line I, I would probably take Oregon in the points and I would probably play the under and make it a three you know same game three game parlay put a little money on it and have some fun with it see what happens.
1: I just wrote all that down so you know. I'm, I'm I've got my pad and paper. I was like, okay, let me get Phil's picks.
2: I would wait till Friday though because I might change my <laughs> mind because the line's going to change on this That's game. That's our
1: prerogative. We could change our mind.
2: Darn right. Until it gets on paper, it's all good. But that that should be a really good football game. That's on Friday night, and then we also have some Saturday games. The the one I'm really looking forward to, actually two games. I'm looking forward to the SEC final between. Georgia and Alabama. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to Michigan-Iowa. Those are the two I'm looking forward to. Pitt-Wake Forest is in there. I've not been right on Pittsburgh once this season, and they co- they failed to cover three times. Right. And I missed all three of them.
1: Well, you bring up a good point about this Georgia-Alabama. This is the game of the This is the game of the year so far.
2: Could be. I I found some stats for this game. I've got some notes on this. All right. I'm not going to give a pick today for this because I I can't make one. Right. But the AP number one have won nine championships in a row since 2009 and by an average of 24.4 points. Jeez. Yeah, they've won nine straight. Whoever is the number one team in the country – Playing in the SEC final has won nine straight.
1: Well, that's something for the historical records over here. I just wrote down because when I do my stats later on, I'm, I mean, you just gave me that one. Now, I I, I won't pick a winner either. I eventually I, I will, of course, and right. I will make a bet on the game because um, I've got a got some strong opinions, which um, whether they're correct or not, I I have to see, but. It's just that both teams, I, Phil, I'm going to be honest with you, I see a close game here. It's, they, I know it's Georgia minus six and a half points, but it seems like, well, it's down to four now. Opened at six and a half. Now Current six and a half, that's right. Opened at four, went to six and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All those people pounding Georgia, that kind of, that that I don't get scared. It concerns me a little bit. All that money coming in on Georgia so early. I would think so.
2: Now, I have some more things about this game. Two more things, actually. Georgia has lost four of their last five championship games. Wow. And then Alabama has won the last seven SEC championships
1: that it played in. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Well, Nick Saban knows how to coach in these kind of games. And, um, Alabama. I mean, we all saw that game on Saturday. I mean, they're they're down 10-3 to Auburn with what? Two minutes left in the game? And mounted this just unbelievable comeback. Um, I was shocked. I, I figured Alabama's done, that's it. Boom, boom, boom. And lo and behold, they come back and beat him in overtime with 24-22. Alabama is the real deal, but so is Georgia.
2: That defense, man, holy cow! That oh, two hundred and thirty total yards they allow.
1: Yeah, that's that's the amazing thing. You know, you got a good you got a good front. However, they play it front three, front four. You bring in a linebacker. You rush five guys. Now you're now you now your offense is in trouble. Um, there's it's going to be. A very exciting game. We both know it. There's going to be a lot of money bet on the game, and you know, for the newer people out there, it might be a good opportunity to see what the pros like. You know, nobody's going to tell you, but uh, guys like you and and a few others that I follow, they'll have the information, and so that in that I trust.
2: Yes. Now, one of the things that I avoid is playing two and a half point or Taken two and a half or six and a half points. And I have a hard time laying three and a half and seven and a half because they're too close to key numbers and I don't want to get beat. So this is going to be tough. I I would have to say I would probably not back Georgia at this time. And I probably wouldn't back Alabama at this time. I think the total looks pretty interesting at 50 points. Yes. and the thing is is Georgia has this explosive offense much like Alabama does but the one thing about Georgia is they've only allowed double digits once in their last five games. Florida amazing, scored seven Missouri that's, scored six yeah yeah
1: that's no that's just amazing to be able to, to be able to hold teams down in college football. He, you're definitely talking about a well put together defense all the way around. Every one of these players is going to be an NFL draft pick, whether they're first, second, fourth. They're they're all going to the NFL. Alabama's NFL uh, system, uh, as far as just bringing these guys. I mean, and it's and the other thing is, a guy drops, and they just plug another guy in there, and they don't miss a beat. They don't miss a beat.
2: But that 50 and a half points, that looks really tasty in this game because depending on how you feel about this, and I know a lot of people listening probably do, is that Georgia is unstoppable and they're going to lay a whipping on Alabama to pay them back for all the other ones.
1: Oh, absolutely. They're coming out there with a chip on their shoulder. Plus, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it. you know They're playing the game in Atlanta. Makes no difference because Alabama travels. So the the crowd will be 50-50. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be 50% Georgia, 50% Alabama backers. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm really looking forward to it. My grandson is having his birthday this weekend on Saturday. We're having a big party for him. And I had to let him know that uh, we wouldn't be watching Paw Patrol, but uh, we'd be watching college football. He there said, you go. You know, Yeah, he seemed to be okay with that.
2: I think he'll be fine with that. He'll learn a few things from Grandpa, too. That's for Uh, sure. But this ought to be a good game. I'm looking toward looking at currently the over in this one.
1: You know why both teams average uh, 42, 43 points each a game? And you're talking about that low total? Um, You know, anything can happen, Phil, but boy, things do point towards that, um, for me at least. Point towards that over
2: that is low but is for a re you know they respect they respect the georgia defense yes and since these two teams have not played yet this season and the only blemish on alabama's record is a three-point road loss to texas a&m i would say that this is a hungry football team in alabama so we'll have that one for friday now michigan takes on uh, Iowa, 8 p.m. Saturday night. That's where I'll be watching the game, not at the game, in front of my TV with my Rottweiler, hoping for Michigan to win.
1: Ah, the the hope of the Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh saves his job this season. Although, to be honest with you, I'd love to see Harbaugh take over for Nagy with the Bears, but that's for another show. Right, um, right, it is. Yeah, but, you know, Iowa started off strong, had a couple disappointing, lo- and I say, t- you know, a couple disappointing losses. The two losses they have were disappointments, but, uh, you know, Michigan, they just looked so dominating against Ohio State. The team was confident, but when, when you look at this matchup, and for everybody out there, most people do know, this is going to be played in Indianapolis in a controlled 72-degree environment. So don't expect any snow. I, I'd love it. I'd love them to play where the, uh, the team with the better record, uh, the team with more conference wins. I, I like outdoor football. I'm just old school when it comes to that. Right. But they're going to be playing on the turf in, indoors in, in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. You know, as far as when you look at the stats, well, Michigan leads in all the stats. I mean, rushing yards I mean, it's almost two to one. Yeah. As far as out rushing Iowa, two to one. You really have to look at Michigan pound the ball. When we look at the total of that game, boy, that's a it's almost like they're trying to they're begging you to bet the over at forty three and a half.
2: That's why you don't that's why you
1: don't exactly. You and I have learned years, for years and years, you know, just that you know when it's. If it looks that that good to be true, then you know the old saying that it is. And so um, that forty-three and a half. But Michigan, I believe, and this is just my feeling, that it opened at eleven. It hasn't moved. Then again, it's only Tuesday. The limits are still not. You well, know, some of the places lift their limits on Tuesday afternoon. But 11 points, I would think that Michigan can handle Iowa. Michigan needs to win this game and maybe some style points. Um, They want to be one of the top four teams, of course. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah, but um, this is their shot. So looking at it, I wouldn't be surprised if I took Michigan minus the 11 points. But then again, something – Someone just, I could see something. You could change my mind and see you why know, it might be the play getting all those points. So, we're unsure about that game. What we do know is that it should be a fun game to watch.
2: I think it will be. It, it depends on which team, which Michigan team shows up. I mean, right. they were okay against Michigan State, even though they lost by four. It, it right. just depends on which team, how motivated they are. They seem incredibly motivated. Hopefully, they don't see Iowa as a letdown. The money line's unbettable. Here's another way you can tell certain things. Like, for example, the money line for Michigan is minus 450. It probably should be like at 10.5 for a college game, it should be about minus 330. Right. So, so the odds maker, whoever set this line, feels Michigan's going to win this game. So they don't want bets set 450 on parlays or anything else. They want to detract you from that or deter you from that. And in the 10 and a half, they're daring you to take Iowa. That's what they're doing. One thing I've learned over the years is that, at least in the NFL, I'm not so sure it's the same in college, but when teams win, they usually cover like 80% of the time.
1: No, you're correct. Yeah, you're correct. And don't ever kid yourself. These these line makers, I guess, who was the, who was the guy? Roxy Roxborough? Wasn't he the guy that used to come out with the Vegas line?
2: Yep, he was the one, Roxy. Yep.
1: Yeah, Roxy came up, you know. And now it's uh, computer programs along with humans. Yeah, along with- line
2: originators do most of it, and uh, not many houses have their own handicapper right now. When I was living in Vegas, nineteen eighty three to two thousand, every major house had their own guy setting lines, right. That doesn't happen right. too often. Now, Circa, I believe, he still does
1: it. Yeah, yeah, Matt Metcalf. He he, uh, he sits the college lines, and um, I give him a lot of credit. A lot of work. Uh, it's a lot. of Gosh, it's like 16. Um, a, a gentleman I know, um, he's an author, Rob Mish wrote the book on Bryce Harper called Phenom, wrote mm-hmm. uh, another sports betting book. It's um, very informative, and – um you know he's just uh, he's amazed at the game how how the game has has uh, has just progressed and how as far as the the point spreads and and how much is out there how much information is out there for these guys to put these on and they collaborate don't kid yourself Phil you know it as well as I do these sports books uh, managers the guys that are are in the back row, they collaborate with other sports books. Of course they do. You know they have to. They have to share information. They're in the same damn business. It's to take. As I say, they're in the business to take our money, and collectively, guys like you and I and the other people that we respect, we're collectively sharing information so that we can beat the book.
2: So that's that our job. us.
1: That's us. But that's us. That's you and me and people who subscribe and people who, who we know. We're all in this together. We're not competing against each other. We're competing against those sports books. Trust me. They make billions, as we said, billions upon billions of dollars. They don't need our money, but we could certainly use theirs, and that's what we're going for. We're going to get their money.
2: That's exactly right. Know which side you're on. Exactly. You know, uh, exactly. I've had people talk about, oh, you're playing with the house money. No, you're playing with your money. That's a fallacy. <laughs> that's what lefty told me he said there's no such thing i have the house money is your enemy you want to take their money and when you win their money that's your money that's not house money that you fool around with that's your money
1: exactly gosh gotcha. whenever you mention lefty i just think about boy do i think about chicago lefty we're talking about i saw jimmy vaccaro talk about uh, sports but jimmy vaccaro was just uh uh I I don't know if he was inducted yet, but he's going to he be in the yeah, the pro handicapper hall of fame, which is well deserved.
2: Which is well deserved. Now there's another guy who sets his own
1: lines. Yes. Yes. Him and and his and his uh colleague over at the South Point, Chris Andrews. A fellow Greek I have to shout out there, but There you uh, go. Good. guy. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris. Got to say hi to Jimmy out there. I'll I'll be spending the actually uh Army versus Navy. Um and uh my father was in the Army Air Corps in World War Two, so I've always been a big army guy. I got a good team this year. Um decent team. I shouldn't say good, decent team this year.
2: Decent team. Tough handicap because they both run the triple option. So they're used to defending against it. So that's an interesting cap. Who who are you that's not even time to make a bet for that? I'll oh, go t-
1: Army, beat Navy, I can tell you right now. Okay. Navy, yeah, there you go. <laughs> not now, official, not official. And even if, you know what, Phil? Some of these games, a lot of these NFL games, is, we don't bet the board. We no. try to We try to find the value, as you say. Find and the so, value. Yeah, there's only one college football game um, that day. So that's why I figured, well, let's go. South Point's a cool place. Have you ever been there?
2: I have not been there, nope. I, oh, I have not gone over Oh, it's a
1: cool, old-school place. I mean, you know, they had Vienna, I'm being from Chicago, I love my Vienna beef hot dogs. They've got the Vienna beef hot dogs for a dollar, you know, a lot of locals, but Jimmy runs a good, Jimmy and Chris, they run a great, great sports book, and um, for, for you know, not a ginormous, you know, old school Caesars book, a little smaller book, very comfortable, they still take they still take uh, high limits over there. That's for sure. Well,
2: the, and the reason they do that is because they set their own odds. Yes. See, that's where I think that's where some of the the hassle comes from from the big betters is they don't remember. A lot of them are too young to remember when all the houses made their own books and, and they set the limits. Now it's more of a corporate thing, and where they're all in on it together. It seems. But exactly. not the indi- not the guys who do their own. So that's another thing. When you're looking for a sports book, find out where their lines originate from. Is it in-house or is it outside? Because that handicapper who set that line, he feels he can't be beat. That's why they set it. He knows. Jimmy Vaccaro doesn't think you can beat him. That's why he puts his lines up there. He doesn't shop it out to a third party. He fingers, sets... Yeah. That line, and he says, "Come beat me." The same you know, with circa, I
1: mean, "Come yeah, beat no. me." Come be- and and you know what? That's what that's what they say. Jimmy Vaccaro was a guy that was hard to beat. Still is.
2: When he Still was hard. at the Mirage, dude, he was on fire over there.
1: You know, there's a Simpsons, but you know, people that listen have to check on YouTube. Jimmy Vaccaro was portrayed when Mr. Burns gets killed, and uh, who shot? Shot, I should say, and he put lines up at the Mirage. Who shot Mister Burns? Yeah, and ended up getting his own Simpson episode, but he really had the line up there. Um, the
2: same Jimmy for who v- shot
1: Jr. Who shot Jr. But you know he was innovative. Jimmy Vaccaro, back in the eighties, I mean he was a he was a force to be reckoned with. People feared him. Um, he's a, he's a, he's just the nicest guy in the world. Though you, you walk up to him, and you say, "Hey, Jimmy, how you doing?" He'll give you a, a good fist pump. Hey, you know, pat you on the shoulder. Good to see you. All those all those guys out in Vegas. I've never really, in my life, I've never met a better group of guys. And and I include, you know, Jeff Benson over at Circo. Talk about a guy. I don't, Jeff's not even 30 yet. Good guy. Good guys.
2: Good guys. He has some heart. You have any other interest in any of these other colleges, like the Big 12 final or the Pac-12 yeah, sure. final?
1: Well, you know. I'm looking at that Cincinnati AAC championship. You know where Houston comes in to, in, uh, to play Cincinnati. Now Cincinnati at 12 and 0. You know they're coming out firing. This team is, is is coming out another team that likes to pound the ball. Cincinnati when right. they can. Um, they they'll pass the ball too. But but um, I really think that Cincinnati because Houston. You know the record's impressive. Um, they've had some nice wins, but I'm just more impressed with Cincinnati. Um, if I were to if I were to have to make a play today on that game, um, as of right now, I'd lay the points with with a Cincinnati team. They're also make a statement. That's one game that interests me. And as I look down. Um, I, I really, you know, Wake Forest, Pittsburgh for the ACC championship game. I know you're going to be cheering for Pittsburgh. Um, oh. <laughs>
0: I can hear, hear the frustration. Oh. In voice.
2: Three times um, I missed on them, and all three times they failed to cover. The Only three it, times this season. Oh,
1: Takes a good man and a big man to admit that he lost those three games, but you know what? It happens. It
2: does. And, uh, it does. You can miss teams completely.
1: You're not talking about the, the the games you won, though, and I have a little, little bit right over here. The nice little record you got going kind of beat my ass a little bit this year, but that's okay.
2: Uh, I'm league. trying my best. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah. The one I'm interested in, too, is the Big 12 final. Yeah. And this is why, because Man. Oklahoma State's uh, given up five and a half. But here's something I found yesterday is that Baylor has won four of their last six against top five opponents. That's a good stand right there. Baylor's not a bad football team. And back to the Houston Cincinnati. I'm a Houston Cougar fan. I'll leave this be. I'm not. I hope Cincinnati gets into the playoffs and proves themselves. I hope they get that opportunity. But I wouldn't be shocked if Houston covered. Their defense is pretty stout as well. Cincinnati looks very impressive. Absolutely. But Houston's not too bad. And they've been able to do it pretty quietly. And for the AAC to have two teams in the top 25, that's not bad.
1: No, 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 especially for a conference, just making a name for themselves. You know, now that – just because we're handicappers, sports handicappers, and we look at games, you know what intrigues me, to be honest with you, Phil? Which one? Just And this is, you know, on air right now, so, I mean, I'll just put it out there. But And I'm not a huge teaser guy. But boy, you tease that Baylor Oklahoma State game down six points. The total forty-six right. and a half, make it forty. And then you you couple that with the uh, with the uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Michigan Iowa game and tease that down to what thirty-seven and a half. I like that bet.
2: I would too. See I, there you I, I go. I like it a lot. <laughs> there you go. There's there's a little teaser strategy. What's What do you like about the NFL this week? You got anything for us?
1: Eh, you know, on, on Tuesday, but, you know, I have a few, th- you know, a couple games that I'm looking at, I'll, and, and uh, we'll transfer over to the NFL. Today is uh, for both of us. Today's a big day to, you know, go through these games. Um, let me ask you something, Phil. Sunday night, they'll come out with the uh, bowl matchups, won't they?
2: That I believe it will be Sunday night, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's um you know, this is a it's not one of the best uh slates for a Sunday. No, I mean Thursday third, game games. Dallas at New Orleans. Okay, just just throw it out there. Give me Dallas minus the four and a half, I'm good to go.
2: You know, uh there's some interesting uh news that piled up this morning. Mike McCarthy won't be coaching because of COVID nineteen. Several of his assistants won't be there either. So Wait, that, now, is
1: it, this is COVID 19, or is yeah, they all Greece have for many years. Is it the Omicron?
2: Yeah, the Omicron. Yeah, Omicron. Yeah, the Omicron. Omicron. I watch
1: the TV and, and I'm not making fun of anybody, but you know, I hear people in the media and they're like, it's the Omicron. No, it's not. It's the Omicron. Omicron. Come on, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's wrong with these people? Hello, Tconis. No. <laughs> yeah come on you um for all our greek friends listening from patras to athens to the to and mykonos, corfu for sure and corfu for sure your old your old stomping grounds yeah my
2: old stomping grounds i lived there for 19 years in corfu athens and mykonos
1: damn it was so beautiful, oh, Just those, so ten- beautiful.
2: those tennis rackets took me a lot of places i was pretty lucky about that including to Vegas, where he spent 17 years at the feet of a master. But Mike McCarthy's out. I don't know how much that matters to Dallas. New Orleans is trending in the opposite direction of Dallas. I know Dallas has had a hard time scoring in two of their last three games. They have been a letdown. They've let us down here.
1: Dallas will travel, though. Dallas will travel. New Orleans pretty much realizing their season – you don't want to say it's over at five and six, but it's a it's a it's a hell of a climb to get up there, especially in, in, in you know in the situation they're in. Sean Payton's a great coach, but yes. Dallas will travel to New Orleans. The fans is at least we know the team will. They have to, but it's seven and four, they're in first. They're playing. they're playing. They're starting to come together. I think Dallas is going to be the the late bloomer. I think they could put a streak together four or five wins in a row.
2: They started um, out like that. I mean, they lost to the Tampa Bay opening day, and then they went on a tear. They're one of the top football teams. If you're betting sports this season, they've made you some money.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys, have, I'm sure you have those stats in front of you, but the Cowboys are a play on. Um, that game, I, I look at, at Dallas as being, and, you know, I don't want to be a square and, and I don't want to jump on them right away. I want to look into that game more. Right. But as you go down the line, I mean, the Chargers, I'll be honest with you, the Chargers really haven't covered for me like I thought they would this year. Oh, um, I
2: have information about that game, too.
1: Oh, you do? Well, I, listen, you're up.
2: The the Chargers are down three offensive linemen for this week.
1: Ooh, see, I haven't seen the news yet. Today's a big news day.
2: Yeah, and, see, uh, I saw that this have... morning or last night actually. I was reading it, but because uh, I usually do my reading on Monday night during Monday night football,
1: right?
2: And just keep it on in the background. And, and I saw that. And you've got Cincinnati who's coming off a big win. I mean, a monster win.
1: Oh, against Pittsburgh, they crushed them. I felt sorry for Ben Russell. Roethlisberger, I think this is it. We 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 both know this is Ben's last season.
2: Yeah, I, I can share some stuff off the air about that too. But uh, the 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 thing is too, one of the things that always gives me pause is how teams respond after big wins and big losses. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, see they they had a big win against Baltimore, where they won 41 to 17 at okay. Baltimore, and then they lost two straight. This seems like the same kind of thing. But that being said, that defense is underrated. They're going up against basically a brand new Chargers offensive line. Justin Herbert is a nice player. Keenan Allen is fantastic. Austin Eckler does a nice job, too. But you can't do your thing if you don't have an offensive line. And I think the Bengals' offensive line is just tough i think their defense is underrated and they're only three point home favorites
1: yeah that seems to be major value and you're right about they're protecting burrow there's no doubt about it he would be having the season he's having i mean 22 tds 12 interceptions i'll take that from a young guy he's, he's still a young guy still a young and, guy yeah and so as far as that game goes you know cincinnati cincinnati does look like that, 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 that could be the play. But other than, other than that, I mean, the, the the big game, well, I'm looking at it as a bigger game, be Monday night Patriots at Bills. There this game should be really, really interesting.
2: I would think so. You know, I'm not completely sold on Buffalo. They've demonstrated in the last two or three weeks that they can sometimes have hiccups. Yeah. New England hasn't had a hiccup in six straight weeks, maybe seven.
1: New on proverbial fire right now. I mean, this team looks like
2: <laughs>
1: looks like they can get into the AFC Championship game the way they're playing right now.
2: And they're not—they're holding nothing back either. You know, Mac Jones is doing exactly what Tom Brady did in his first year as a starter. Game manage, take your chances when they give them to you. Strong running game. Good defense, not good defense, probably one of the best defenses in the game. Absolutely. But they're up against the Bills defense that's probably better. I mean, you're looking at a team that allows 285 total yards per game right. and 16 and a half points. New England only allows 15 and a half points and 334 total yards.
1: The number one and two def- uh, defense as far as points allowed go. I mean that's why I like this game. I mean it's going to be a it's going to be a defensive uh, uh, offense mixed in with defense. I think you know maybe I'm being a little overconfident. I think this this is the the NFL game of the week: New England and Buffalo. You're going to see whoever comes out the winner goes on and put and, and, and puts a string of wins together. Uh, Buffalo, the inconsistencies they've showed me this season. Um, I realize they're a good team, but the one thing's for certain: Bella checks out to prove something. I don't need Brady. <laughs> yeah?
2: that's exactly right, that could be yeah
1: look at look at Mac. Mac's doing the job for me. I coached him. I mean that's that's what we're looking at in this game, Phil.
2: Money line' cause here's the other thing is that Buffalo and New England are two of three teams with a plus 100 point or better points differential.
1: Yeah, that's huge.
2: The bills, the, the Patriots are number one. The Bills are number two, and the Arizona Cardinals are the only other team that has outscored its opponents by more than a hundred points.
1: Boy, have the Cardinals just snuck it under? You know, I should say they snuck it under the radar. But um, I expect them to go on to Chicago, and after after the Bears' big win at Detroit. Which we had Detroit plus three, by the way, and I had the money line. The only game I lost on Thursday, but hey, I'll take it. I took a shot with that money line. But the Cardinals going to Chicago. Not one of your bigger games, but this is a matchup of two great rivals. Because you have to remember, back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the Cardinals were the Chicago Cardinals.
2: Were the Chicago Cardinals. And then they became, what, the St. Louis Cardinals, correct?
1: Yeah, Georgia Frontier. She took over the team from her husband, who made all his money real estate mogul, and uh, then she moved the team. Well, she moved the team to every city on on the West Coast. No, they went. They went to Los Angeles. They lost the Cardinals, St. Louis. And I saw, I saw a poll out there done by one of the big networks: what NFL city or what city deserves an NFL team? And I still believe St. Louis should have an NFL team. Oh
2: yes, I think so too. One of the things now, now pay attention. Don't don't be afraid of that line. No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Chicago, for all the uh, quarterback controversy and all the hatred toward Matt Nagy and, and all those other things, they're thirtieth in the league and uh, covering at four seven and zero alongside one two three four five six other teams. Five other teams. The Jets are the worst. But look, Arizona. Arizona is going to go out there and try to hammer somebody. If they're healthy, and I think they will be this week, I think Kyler Murray's going to play. Yep. I, I don't see how uh, – okay, Justin Fields is questionable. Murray's questionable. Hopkins is questionable. I don't see how Chicago beats this team.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't see how they cover eight points. It, it, but it's going to get bigger,
1: though. Oh, it's going. It's going to go to nine. It's 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 definitely going to nine, and we'll watch it closely. Um, you know, I I my problem with the Bears is that I understand they brought Fields in to um, you know, give him some work, but uh, I think I saw who was it, Dick Butkus. You know, they're killing the kid. You can't block for him. You don't need a rookie quarterback coming in there and just taking these shots. Exactly. First of all, he could get injured. But the most important thing is is that you don't want a rookie quarterback losing confidence. And although he plays with confidence, it could go away too. Um, It's just I, I like Andy Dalton in there right now. He's a game manager. I'm not. I'm not, of course, you know, I'm, I'm a Bears fan growing mm. up in Chicago. Right. But as my uncle always told me, living in this city, you bet with your heart you're going to get killed. So I learned that at an early age. Um, but everybody else, when I we would answer phones, oh, what are the Bears? Or, I, I love those guys that called. It's letting you know which way they're going by asking you what the team's giving or getting. Right. You know, Hey, what, what, what are the Packers getting? it says three and a half of the paper well we got it at two and a half over here yeah but it's three and a half of the paper right tell the guy well then call the newspaper and bet them
2: there you go yeah call their (laughs) boiler room and bet them yeah great stuff today man
1: yeah i had a lot of fun phil i really did really did
2: i did too we'll have to catch you before you go to vegas or catch you live from we'll figure it out that's oh, a live sure.
1: from Vegas show would be great.
2: I think it might be fun. Anyway, tell everyone where they can find you because John is a wealth of information. He's willing to share it with you as long as you're polite and you can reach him on Twitter. That's merges, John, correct?
1: That's correct. At merges, John, I've known to retweet some of the, the best of Twitter. At least I tried to. And, uh, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, Phil. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Don't forget PlayUp.com, PlayUp Sportsbook. Find out why they are always my best bet, and they'll be your best bet, too, when you sign up for an account. Cash for Flash Best Bets will have all the picks for you. Free picks every day, premium picks for sale. Until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly,
1: ladies and gentlemen, my mother
2: thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and
0: I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.